Welcome back to Party XP. It's a Jeff episode, so you know what that means, Lacan. That means you're in charge, and I'm over here being a baby about it. That's right. I'm batting the lead off today, boys and girls. So strap in, because uh, I got a big one for you here. But before we get into that, let's say hello. Let's let's exchange pleasantries here, Lacan. How's it going? Okay. So it says here on the on the script that it is my turn to talk. Okay, Lacan, start talking now. Um, yeah, I'm doing. I'm nothing's really going on on my end. Uh, a couple. Just you know, I finally came back from a a trip uh, from Portland. I think I mentioned that already previ- the previous trip. Um, I also went to the beach a couple times as well. You know, especially because we're you know seeing nice. the end of summer here. Um, it's the worst. I hate the end of summer. It's still pretty nice out. So you still, you still can do like summer stuff, right? Like yeah. When do, when do you do officially stop your summer activities? You know, that's a really good question. Usually, it was like the middle towards the end of September, but I feel like the like the weather's changed, um, and and I mean, you know, I'm sure somebody with a tinfoil hat is saying, "Oh, global warming," and they're probably right. But I feel like now summer kind of feels like July to July to September instead of June to August, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, for me, I mean, for me, as, as, as long as it's like kind of nice that I start doing stuff, but like for me, like the summer activities is usually like June, like mid late June. Yeah, like, you know, going no, to the right. shore, the water's too cold still, you know, in early June. Like, usually, like, by my birthday, like, end of June is, like, the first Right, time, the end of June. Like, I'll start doing the shore, and it feels like, okay, I can go into the water without feeling like I'm freezing. You know what I mean? Right, And then, right. like, you know, September, like, I, yeah, I went, like, last weekend, which is still, you know, first week of September. It's still pretty nice out. The water was perfect, by the way. And then I think it's, like, mid to, like, late September. That's when, like, the water starts really cooling down. You can't really go in the water anymore. You can dip your feet and, like, do that stuff. But, uh... You know, I still do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, especially when it gets to like, the weather starts becoming like actual fall weather. It doesn't feel right. like death to go outside anymore. That's when I started thinking about camping versus going to the shore is like, you know, like my official switch from like summer to fall. You know what I mean? That's my switch. And that's no, usually around like sense. late September, early, no, uh, early October. Basically after Com- basically after Comic-Con <laughs> is when I started, <laughs> right. I, I started thinking, OK, how do I get away from people in the woods? <laughs> yeah. But how about you? Anything new with you? Nah, not really. Just a whole lot of nothing here. Um, as, as we're recording this, Cobra Kai just released, so uh, the missus and I are binging that. Nice. So we're almost done. So far, so good. It's it's fun, and of course, tomorrow's week one of NFL football. It's exciting. Uh, it's it's the one bright spot in the summer ending. I'm I'm an August baby, so for me, the summer is my season. So when when summer ends, it's kind of uh, bittersweet for me, but it means all the sports are coming back. And so football, baseball or part of me. No, definitely not baseball, football, hockey, basketball, all are uh, are headed back. So that's always a good sign for me. Yeah, oh, I don't think yeah, I don't think we ever said it in the pre- in the previous uh, recording either. But, you know, happy birthday. I was I was out of town during your birthday. Yeah, I had the thing on my birthday, so yeah. that was fun. But. But you Thank did, you. You, did you did get a gift though from me, right? I did get two gifts from you. One yeah. I really enjoyed, and the other was a uh, Super Saiyan Goku uh, Kaioken <laughs> uh, blue figure. Yeah, and the other gift was obviously the better of the two, right? Right. We're just gonna. I'm sure throughout the the Party XP uh, cinematic universe, the the other gift you got me will come out 
eventually at some point eventually we'll, we'll just it'll be uh it'll something that'll just come up and randomly expose some lore for us right but <laughs> that's also a good opportunity to plug the new things that i've been working on so rather than just be a podcast and, a, and an audio medium i have been hard at work putting together a youtube channel and a twitch channel for the podcast and hopefully we are going to start creating content for both of those websites Yes. So please feel free to find us, follow us, eventually subscribe to us and give us money so this can be our day job and mm-hmm. we can do more fun things like this That'd instead nice. of going to work. Yeah, and uh, but, hopefully we, yeah, and when uh, we finally get uh, everything kind of like settled settled in, we'll probably start doing a couple streams. You know, maybe, maybe even just us hanging out, talking for a while, or even uh, some games that aren't going to be in the actual show, but, you know, stuff that we like enjoy playing together. And who knows, maybe there will be some games that will feature on there that we'll be talking about it in the future. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, looking forward to it. So speaking of which, I guess it's time to get into what I think you'll enjoy playing because it's something that I've talked about quite a bit on this show. And I, you know, it, it, it's either Doom Eternal or this. So <laughs> strap on in, pal. So uh the last time we we kind of talked about games i i am pretty sure that i gave you a game that was near and dear uh to my heart right Mm -hmm. and so here's another one that i've gotten into over the past few years and basically it got me through the pandemic right Mm -hmm. in in any sort of amount of way, right? Yeah. And so I'd rather give you this versus what, you know, I started on my journey with, and that's Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Mm. Okay. So, gotcha. so to to start kind of from the beginning, obviously I think we all kind of played Yu-Gi-Oh! when it first came out. We had our vanilla beaters. We had our old school slow-ass decks. I know... A couple of our friends and I got back into it when we were in college because we were in like a trading card phase. We played a lot of magic. We played Pokemon. We played a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh! But that was kind of the game that we didn't really gravitate towards as a group. And once the pandemic hit, I was kind of looking for something to do that was a little different. And I got into Duel Links. So Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links is a mobile game. It's available on PC, but it's definitely a mobile-focused game, and it's got a different sort of rule set to the Yu-Gi-Oh! game that you you know, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the field is smaller. There's only three monster zones, three spell zones, right? And the game is much faster-paced, even, you know, considering modern-day Yu-Gi-Oh! is super fast-paced, but this game is on a completely different level. And... Uh, you know, I had some fun with it a couple months ago. I think it's been less than a year. Yu-Gi-Oh! dropped Master Duel. Well, Konami, the company that makes Yu-Gi-Oh! dropped Master Duel, which is kind of a TCG-esque simulator. It kind of has its own set of ban lists and available cards and things like that that they're slowly rolling out in further expansions to to get it up to date. But I, I've been having a really great time with it. It's been a lot of fun. And it's super free-to-play friendly. And I think that, especially for someone who hasn't played much, I, I think you'll have a good time with it. 
if not just because you won't have to drop any money into a trading card game, right? And we know yeah, how expensive yeah. these games can get. So, you know, I, I, I think you play it through a little bit, and I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. It's been probably a while. The game is definitely way different than it was when we were growing up. It's definitely a lot faster paced. And I know many people are are afraid of, to get into Yu-Gi-Oh!, but it's definitely not as as challenging as you think it is, especially for, for guys like us that kind of remember the game in a certain way. Throw that out. That's not the game anymore. Um, but I, I think you'll have a fun time because I, I know you enjoy trading card games. Yeah, so my trading card game of choice is Magic the Gathering. And I haven't Boomer. really played actively as of late. Um, obviously, like, I, I still have, a, you know, some of my main decks. I've torn apart a couple of them, and I've sold most of my extra cards at this point. So I, I kind of just have, like, you know, my eight or nine decks that I still keep, like, as, like, a kind of like a memento of, like, when I was really, really actively playing. And, you know, and if some case, just in case someone goes, hey, I want to play, you know, uh, Magic the Gathering, I'm looking to learn it. I have some decks that are relatively simple to learn and play. So that's kind of like my whole shtick, right? Like I like relatively not simple, but like I, I keep like a baseline of like, you know, stuff around just so I can play stuff. Yu-Gi-Oh! Thank you for thank you for just powering through me calling you a boomer when you started talking about magic. No, absolutely. I absolutely <laughs> say that I, I chose the old man game compared to the, these these young and spry Yu-Gi-Oh! magic anime players. <laughs> these um, fucking Vanguard kids and their Digimons their and Digimons all these other and games. Their Vice and their Pokemonses. Um Ooh, speaking of uh, uh, Bratwurst or Weisswurst or whatever that other game is. <laughs> yeah, Weisswurst, yeah. Weisswurst, yeah, Weisswurst. <laughs> Fine, whatever, um, we'll take it. Yeah, so I, I just bought a couple of singles, right? I'm, I'm building a dinosaur deck, and I'm on, like, the final couple of cards before this thing is finally playable. And one of the vendors I bought cards from sent me three of the vice versed or whatever this game is cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> They're like these shiny little hollow anime girl cards that are in Japanese. I have no idea what they are. I have no idea what they mean, but I have them. Nice. So I'm three cards into a vice versed deck, but please continue. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, like I, I, I do, I like some of the newer card games. I haven't like built a deck in like a vice force. I tried the DBZ card game. Um, and a couple, I've heard that's fun. Yeah, I've heard it's fun. And it's just that, like, I don't know. Something about, like, Magic being, like, kind of the granddaddy of these games, I really, really appreciate. Because you, you mentioned that, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! plays relatively fast, at least nowadays, compared to how it used to play. Correct. But, you know, but the, but the main framework of the game is still there. Uh, Magic has hit kind of the same thing. Uh, well, it, ha it, ha it comes in cycles, right? Uh, because they release blocks and then they bring back, you know, they go back to a particular time and they bring back some of the mechanics from the previous cards. So I'm I'm sure I'm sure I'll probably see something like that here in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, from oh yeah, my experience with Yu-Gi-Oh, I have not honestly played a Yu-Gi-Oh game in I don't know, man. Like the physically, I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in probably over 15, 16 years. Back when oh, we were yeah. still in high school, maybe. Maybe even When's the last like, time I played a Yu-Gi-Oh! video game? Yu-Gi-Oh! video game, ooh, probably middle school. I was probably like 12 or 13. I had like the uh, the Forbidden Memories, the one that like... Oh, the one that you're played, in for a fun the treat. The one that played like nothing like the actual game, where you just combine yep. random cards and just made random shit. Like that was... Uh, so, fair listener, 
Um, you may not know this, but during the early, early era of Yu-Gi-Oh!, there wasn't actually a card game for the game developers and even the manga artists to draw from. So basically, they were all kind of throwing stuff at the wall to see if it stuck. And that's why all those early Yu-Gi-Oh! games and all the early Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and manga seasons play completely differently and act completely differently from the actual card game. So, you you know, we're not talking about 8,000 lives and tribute summoning and forget even any of the extra deck monsters that have come into play now. I mean, the 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 moon or like the the zodiac system that Forbidden Memories has, right, where you have like sun, moon, Neptune, Jupiter, right? Those those designations, that was something that they tried out that didn't end up getting included into the game. All the monsters are like 1200 attack. Yeah, basically. and then there's also completely busted cards like Raigeki and Pot of Greed and Dark Hole and all that. So it, it it's funny to go back and play those and see how completely different they are and how things could have been so completely different had one of those ideas stuck, right? Like, so if if like the the Zodiac system stuck and you you played your you know your blue eyes in sun and you fought something in moon and it killed it or something. It, it's just, it's interesting to think about how the game could have changed, but so I'm glad you're coming into this completely blind. Basically. Yeah. Again, it's been over. Oh man. Yeah. Probably over 16 years since I've actually played Yu-Gi-Oh. I was probably 16 or 15 still. And even then around that time, I know another game was starting to get more complicated around that point when they were starting right. to do the, some of the more modern ideas and takes on stuff instead of having to, you know, only have you know beat sticks and a couple polymerizations and card effects and stuff like that right when i look at um like i still have some friends from church who still play and i know they play like you know relatively competitively they went you know they win a couple turns i always see them posting on instagram or something they win like a tourney or something like a local um and when i see like the cards now i just see like a wall of text in the on the little bottom of the card and it just, i'm just like i my again like my eyes glazed over I'm like that's a lot going on just tell me what i have to worry about on my end and i played with them right. a little bit and it's just like there's too much here like i, I like uh, and it's, it's coming from me the magic the gathering guy where there's just as much if not arguably more right more mechanics right 30 years of mechanics that have to worry that you about. have to worry about yeah, right even like, though the cards aren't 30 years old which is something we'll probably get into with magic and one of the reasons i'm not super keen on magic when compared to Yu-Gi-Oh and even to a lesser extent pokemon but i i figure early on in this you know i don't think we want to get into a super deep discussion about the intricacies of trading card games and what we think the right way to keep things fresh is uh we we both know how magic keeps the game fresh on top of the traditional way which are ban lists and and things like that but you know i think we'll save that for the second half of our discussion yeah we might even just do a yeah i'm actually even down for the idea of just us talking about card games and why we like which ones we do i'm i'm honestly down for that as well um, hell yeah get ready for that i yeah, think that's yeah. a lot of fun because i i've got like i've got like legends of rude and terra under my belt we have we i think we both have a little bit of hearthstone experience as well too yeah so yeah maybe we'll just talk about that one day um, i was looking you know it's funny you mentioned that because i i have been playing a lot of blizzard games lately unfortunately and uh i saw hearthstone i know uh fuck i saw hearthstone and i was like i used to really like hearthstone and i haven't 
you know, I haven't played it in God knows how long, but it, it, it was always fun. Like I always really enjoyed it. So, you know, maybe that is something that we go back to and I, I, I would, I would like that, yeah. but I think you're going to have a lot of fun with master duel here. I think you, you come into this with a sort of idea of a deck you want to build. Yeah. But... Yeah. I have a, I have an idea of a deck. I remember we, we, I ran it by you, uh, off recording. And I mentioned it because someone did build a deck for me. Actually, maybe not even 16 years ago, but yeah, probably, probably like, I want to say like seven, eight years ago, someone built me a deck, um, the Super Heavy Samurai, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I never even used a damn thing. Like, I, like he literally built me a, pr- a proper deck, like actually built like a decent deck for me to play with, with so I can kind of like just mess around with them every once in a while. And I never used a damn thing. So I like I don't even remember any of the cards that are in there. All I remember is that like they looked pretty cool. That was about it. Um, That's like half the game of Yu-Gi-Oh is just like, do the cards look cool? I have literally built an entire deck uh, for the dear listener at home that is uh, Sword Soul just because the cards all look really cool. And now there's another new archetype that just came out um, that is named Leave This In. Leave it all in. Yep. Leave it all in. Yep. Leave leave the awkward just, in as I try to Google and figure out. In here. Yeah, just leave it all in as I try to figure out what the heck. Well, this. while you're looking that up, let me just make a quick point here. It's weird because I look at Yu-Gi-Oh! and it feels like it's more structured and there's a lot more going on. Because, I mean, uh, the board's more structured, right? There's 5-5 five, five, and then occasionally a land card and then your side deck. It's called a field spell? Field spell, whatever. Um, fucking boomer uh, whatever stadium card whatever (laughs) whatever you want to call it (laughs) so but for magic the gathering i can have you know an infinite number of creatures on on my side of you know creatures or monsters whatever you want to call them just for we're gonna be listener don't get mad at us we know the terms but we're just trying to cover our bases here because it's just gonna be we're gonna be flying using Oh magic you know terms relatively back and forth here they're i'm just gonna i'm just gonna interchange them if you get pissed about it get be angry about it. i don't care um valence is the new archetype that was just released in tactical masters and they're really cool looking cards Mm. um and they're a pendulum archetype which you're gonna have fun with yeah even though it's not really that hard you're throwing out these keywords and i have no idea what the hell you're talking about I mean, I, even a couple of years ago, I remember seeing XYZ summon and uh, some other. It's not that hard. And uh, some other fusion stuff. I'm like, eh, again, not so hard. My issue is just the wall of text. That's the, that's the issue that throws me off. I'm mm. like, I don't want to read all this. You'll because you'll the, figure out pretty quickly what you actually have to pay attention to, mm-hmm. and it's basically everything after the words "quick effect." Got it. Okay. Yeah. Because quick effect means you can use it on both players' turns. Yeah. That's yeah. So really it's, what it's, so it's kind of like. A, it's kind of like an instant spell then for Magic the Gathering. Yeah, pretty much. Um, because, yeah, like for Magic the Gathering, it feels relatively more open, right? Again, I can have more creatures on the field. I can have Oh, yeah, you can have a hundred different things going I can on, have, on a, in a Magic know, board. Um, I can have as many. Uh, obviously, I have to worry about the lands. You don't worry about lands in here. You usually tribute monsters to, mm-hmm. like, to summon the stronger stuff here usually, right? So it feels like Magic in some in not even some way in most ways is more free flow more like open right you can you can do more stuff there's more freedom in magic the Gathering. right because you have a resource system in magic you don't have that in Yu-Gi-Oh. yeah which is why like your resource generation and one of the yugi tubers i watched the dual logs brought up a great point in one of his late latest videos where Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't have a resource generation system. Your resources are your cards and your monsters and, and, and your spells and traps, right? So 
drawing into them is the most valuable part of Yu-Gi-Oh because that's the only resource. It's the only way you can do things. If you don't have cards in your hand or cards on your field, you can't you can't do much, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I look I, I understand drawing is a resource uh, a little bit because of well, even more so because of Slay the Spire because right. you know, like you have to consider the fact you have to actually get into your hand during that turn and hopefully your sh- your deck reshuffles and you can get it again, right? Magic the Gathering, this, I, I mean, I think probably the same thing in Yu-Gi-Oh. There's probably a, a decent amount of deck manipulation. I'm assuming there probably is anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, so course. that's that's why I'm like, I'm probably not too thrown off by it. I think I don't have to worry about it too, too much. But yeah, I understand the, essentially the most important part is just getting it into your hands so you can actually do it. So that I, like, I'm, I kind of understand the basics again still, even though I haven't played in over... Yeah, right. And the good thing is with Master Duel, and I will tell you this, Master Duel has an extensive tutorial. They also have a solo mode Mm -hmm. where it's it's designed to teach you the lore behind the cards. It's also a really great resource to work on your deck building and, you know, try your combos and see how your your deck draws and, and all of that. See what your opening hands look like and see if you have to make adjustments without any real consequences like you're not playing another person you don't have to worry about taking your time and reading all the cards and timing out and dealing with that Uh, so i i think master duel as a standalone Yu-Gi-Oh entity does a really great job of introducing you to the game and helping you understand just what's happening because you know the game does get complicated with all the moving parts and all the monster effects and Oh, you activated a trap, and what does this do? And you're, you know, th- there's a lot going on that can that can be confusing. But Master Duel does a really great job of not only showing you the ropes, but keeping things streamlined and easy to sort of understand, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I I'm excited for you to give this a shot. I know getting into a new card game is daunting. I literally just tried it with Digimon. I played like the tutorial app on the phone and I was like, like you mentioned, like my eyes glazed over. I had no idea what the hell was going on, but all the cards look cool and War Greymon's there. So I'm like, I want to at least give it a shot. And I, I think I, I think Yu-Gi-Oh is honestly a little bit easier to understand, at least from where I'm from, where I'm concerned. And at the very least, this is a no risk thing for you. You don't have to spend any money on this game. You can craft all the cards that you need just from playing through the game. The game gives you decks to start out with. Always, so you I can... always appreciate that. Oh, like, especially, right. especially like, um, Matt, uh, MGG arena did that where they give you, uh, the most, like one of the most current decks, basically, you know what I mean? Like a start, right. like, essentially like the, the decks that you get in the game, like of uh, magic, the gathering, uh, arena are like, I've, from my understanding, very close, if not exactly the same as the current block that is currently available mm-hmm. now, like in physical card form as well. So that's, right. that's and, always good. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I want you to do Master Duel, which may seem more confusing at the jump rather than Duel Links, because I feel like Duel Links requires a bit of an investment versus in Master Duel, where basically when you kind of get started and playing and doing all your early game missions and playing a little bit on the ladder you can build basically two decks two complete decks with ultra rares and super rares just based on the the resources that you'll generate from there and with the gems that you can use to open packs and stuff like that 
Work. So I'm going to send you a few resources here. I'm always here. I, I think this is going to be a bit different than the other games that we'll play because like I, I want you to ask questions. I don't want you to go into this completely lost. I, you know, I, because just because I know that it can be a little scary yeah, right at but, first but i'm also a veteran of card games here you know i'm, I'm I, like again you you said before i'm the i'm the boomer card game player so right. i'm pretty sure i can figure this out i'm sure i have faith but i just you know i, I want to set you up at least so that you're not completely lost and then you don't build a blue eyes white dragon deck first like i did and waste an entire deck's worth of resources when you you know you could have built something good yeah how long until i can bully someone's grandpa into the hospital that's Pretty much immediate. Awesome. <laughs> I'm looking. Right. This, this is going to be my villain arc. I'm, I'm excited for this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing Lacan's true descent into madness. Um, any other questions before we, we time warp here? I guess nothing really. Again, like, again, I have a, I have a basic understanding of Yu-Gi-Oh! So this should be it. And I think if any of the other questions come up, I'll just ask you. I'll just ask you. And then we'll probably discuss a couple of the more interesting points in the second half of this episode. And more importantly... We'll play some duels. Yeah, well, we'll so this this one's again is gonna be a, probably a little bit different from our regular episodes where we're probably gonna be playing together a little bit more often for this one versus the other games which are you know primarily single player uh, with a slight multiplayer maybe added in for some other stuff. But this one, yeah, we're probably gonna be playing against each other a little bit here. All right, and we'll see how Lacan does in two weeks. But for you guys, it'll be a brief intermission, so stay tuned, and we'll see you in a little bit. All right, folks. It's been two weeks. Lacan, how'd you uh, how'd you think Master Duel went? There is a lot going on in Yu-Gi-Oh, and remember I said before I uh, felt not like overwhelmed by it. Oh, no, I think I did say I was overwhelmed by it. But last time I played with my friends, a lot of that came back to me when I was playing with you. That mm-hmm. same feeling of like, there's a lot going on, or I don't know what this guy's doing because, okay, so. People who make their decks, right? They obviously know how it works. And that's going to be the case because you, you made your deck, right? The right. issue is it does, there's like not something to show you exactly what the card does in a condensed form when you're playing the game. Like you have to like hover over the graveyard, find the card they just played, hover over it yourself so you can read it, mm-hmm. and then do all that. That now that's also partially like uh, an issue with online card games, right? Because the the big reason I play, I don't play a lot of online card games. I think I'm, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, Taka or not. But there's a big thing of like me just like I like to like sit down, especially when I'm building a deck, to sit down and have all the cards like sitting in front of me, and just like try to figure out what goes where and what can work with what kind of deck. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm there's not as much of that here i mean there is because you can build your deck still and you know get highlight all the cards and stuff oh god oh leave it in uh, i can uh, leave it all in yeah i'm I'm, done. I'm just dying that's um, fine i choked on my spit um <laughs> i know one of you sickos <laughs> love that um so like you can you know sit down build your deck and hover over cards and you know look at a pre-built deck list right and just copy that deck um but the issue for me is like when i'm trying to remember why did i put this card in here oh it's because of this card you know what i mean 
it's like I like thinking of like a logical chain and seeing it like physically put out for, in front of me, so I can like commit it to memory. Th- that that's just one of the few things that I like. Um, personally, had difficulty with this game, but that being said, let me let me like start from the top again with like my experience overall. There was a lot of me like getting very confused as I was go- getting started with this game. Uh, so the game starts off uh, with a couple questions asking about your experience with Yu-Gi-Oh in the past. Uh, I don't know how long you've been playing this game for at this point, um, like the Master Duel specifically, uh, but do you remember that asking you the question? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Very nice. I appre- I really like that because it's like, I've seen the show once, you know what I mean? Or it's like, oh, no, I've played the, <laughs> I've played the game before. It's like, okay, cool. So if I'm assuming that like it, it tailors the tutorial to you, I guess, to some extent, right? I think it gives you the same tutorial regardless, mm. but I think it I don't I don't really know how it changes because, you know, the way that I experienced it was, yeah, I had already been playing Duel Links for a while. I was already getting back into the actual card game by the time Master Duel came out. So a lot of the mechanics and stuff like that weren't new to me, but it still did a really nice job of providing a a really in-depth tutorial yeah the tutorial is very very deep but it bothered me with its pacing so the tutorial starts off explaining the basics right like you can put a, you can put one monster card down every turn unless you like you know do a tribute summon or a special summon and so forth and so forth right mm-hmm. uh can't attack on the first turn all this other stuff right um and all the i just yeah again i just i just felt like i was getting overloaded because even the cards they give you have like effects on them you know what i mean I have to, i'm like i don't know what this card is i have to, I have to right. look at it and i'm like okay well, is this important to the tutorial is this related is this like okay let me just keep playing whatever and i got to the tutorial it was fine like it was like the tutorial was just, there's just a lot going on at least um like after the first like two three steps we're like okay i remember this this is Yu-Gi-Oh. this is just playing put a monster down Tribute two to summon something bigger and hit them directly or whatever, right? Um, right. I was fine with that. And then I got into uh, the solo missions, which was like a more focused trials thing, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. And uh, that's when I also remembered, oh, I should probably look at, like, see what the, the decks they have built into the game. And I saw there's Dragon Maids in there, and I was like, yo, let's go. <laughs> this, is, this is my deck. I'm in. Um, yeah, so Dragon Maids, I was like, they're cute. I like them. And then I saw there's also a little uh I saw a little dragon made like character friend or whatever that sits on the side of the deck uh, or of the uh, play area and I bought that as well. But Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cute. I, I was like, this is the deck that I want. This is the, the this is the deck made for me. I, I thought super heavy samurais was my thing. No. Dragon wiper. That's this is exactly what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and surprisingly I wasn't the only person playing this deck either. No, you are definitely not the only person playing that deck. Everybody yeah. loves it. That's good. That's, I genuinely thought I was like, oh, this is just DJ and me coming out. That's like, no, it's a, it's, a cute, nope. it's a cute card deck. And it's a pretty fun, pretty fun style. Once I like actually like sat down and read the cards. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is gonna be a repeating thing for me. There's a lot to read. It's an issue again of playing a card game online versus playing a card game in person. Where in, in person, you know, like do you remember when we we played Magic the Gathering and like we were trying to tell you how to play the game? Right. You can like shorten, thi- shorten like you know, things into like a sentence kind of deal. There's not, a, there's none of that in here. 
right? There's no chat in the in the in-game function. Right, right, so right. You know, I can be like, what does that do? Like, oh, this, this, I sacrifice this, it summons this. Okay, got it. Thank you. Move along, mm-hmm. right? No, it's like, no, I, again, I have to like hover over every individual card and read it myself. So about the Dragon Maid deck, because you get a, you you get a pretty generous amount of like gems and stuff early on in the game too. Which I yes, you really do. Really appreciate. There's not a, a whole lot of me having to like, having to grind to get stuff, which is very good. Because Legends of Runeterra, uh, Magic the Gathering, they both give you a good amount of stuff as well. And I don't know which card game did it first, but like it, it, I, it is something I very much so appreciate. You know, coming back to an online card game where it's like, we know some people are gonna want to spend money and some people don't. So we're gonna right. give you, a, we're gonna give you a, not like a taste, you know what I mean? But like, no, we're gonna give you like a decent amount of like, materials just playing the tutorial. Here you go, have fun. Uh, which is good, which is always good because again, the less money I can spend on a virtual card game that doesn't have any actual mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of why i went with master duel over duel links or anything else because i thought it was very pre- free to play friendly very much so very much so the fact that i was able to also start uh building my decks later uh, i guess i'll talk about that a little bit more later on but yeah the fact that i was able to like actually customize my de- my dragon made deck pretty mm-hmm. easily i was very happy with so yeah so i started doing the solo missions but the dragon made pre-built deck once i started exploring a little bit i thought the solo missions would have a little bit more focused trials with the starter deck because i think hearthstone runeterra and magic i think did this did their tutorial better because it felt like the trials were like oh you can use whatever deck you want after this right but it's like it tells you something and here's how to do it unless there's like a specific requirement to do right like pendulum summoning or it was like, okay, okay here, here's, here's the basic mechanic you need to do. Have you done it once or twice now? Have you, read all the, have you read all the notes? Okay, go do it. And it's like, I have to play it an entire duel. So it's like, if I didn't retain anything right off the bat, I would just immediately, like, <laughs> I'm going to leave. Well, you know the easiest way to make sure that doesn't happen, right? Yeah, read, I know. But I'm not going yeah. to do that. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, nobody reads. So. Yeah. Don't worry about so, it. So, 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 but it's like again, I'm trying to I'm trying to give like an you know an honest attempt at playing this game. So it's like if I like realize I screwed up once, it's like okay, I can keep playing this out fine, which is great. You don't automatically fail the trial, the tutorial, right? But mm-hmm. I was like, okay, hold on, I think I missed something. Like because clearly their deck, the opponent's CPU's deck is scaling way faster than mine ever could. Yes, so that is one of my big gripes with the solo missions is that the decks that they give you oftentimes, especially when you get into the, I don't know if you managed to do the, the ones near the bottom, like the special event, oh, like where, no. where they play through all the anime duels and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I got through the first and the second uh, click on the left, on the top left and the middle. The, yeah. The, two, the, the first two. Uh, okay which okay. is like how to pendulum summon how to xyz how to synchro and i was like okay right. like, I, I, can, I can do i can deal with these and then like yeah. the next the next two i saw were very very deck specific right so basically what the other solo missions do is give you sort of the background info on a ton of different archetypes and they also unlock those cards for you so you can start to build those decks oh yeah i noticed that when i would do certain um certain challenges that required specific cards they would just give it to you like they gave, they gave you a ragek deck yeah oh yeah 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 especially in the uh the first two 
they set you up with kind of your staples and they they do a good job of sort of giving you powerful cards that everybody should have while also you know letting you kind of get creative with with the decks that you have available to you i I understand the idea they're going for i just would have liked a more like here's how you do this you did it okay go do it one more time without us telling you how to do it you know read read the highlights of the cards right and then do it once and then cool you you pass the trial move along I, i i don't know something a little bit more focused i think i would have liked more you know, something something a little shorter because the thing is, like, as well as like, if I, especially when I'm when you're like a returning player or someone who's new coming to this game, again, it's daunting, right? I I, I used the word before, it's like, it's, there's just a wall of text, and it's like, man, I have to like, I have so much to learn right now, especially if you're not playing with somebody like well versed in the game as you. Yeah, yeah, I I, I in hindsight, I probably should have done some duels with you b- before this. Even even outside of the stuff that we were going to record for our just for 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 content, but just to kind of give you a, the lay of the land before playing, you know. Yeah, I kind of wish I was able to do that for you. Because again, like the 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 time when I was playing this game still was probably like middle school, maybe a little mm-hmm. bit in, in like er, yeah, like maybe late middle school, early high school at the latest, where it was like every deck was just like a beat down deck right beats right eight four four stars 1800 and just swing for the fences right and they were all vanilla monsters right with an occasional you know something like you know 1600 500 with like an effect you know what i mean right like very very straightforward and it was mostly around like spell and trap play and just while beating each other up right that's basically Mm -hmm. what it was not a lot of whole moving around each other with like you know cards that like negate card effects and stuff like that it was it was a very none of that it was very early on it was very beat down it was just like no i have the bigger monster so i'm gonna win this fight Um, right much slower paced much sort of simpler but you know you were able to to kind of process the deck and and figure things out also i do i do appreciate one thing from the solo mode like because i did the solo mode and had everything written out I, this is one of the times i was like okay, i have to read this because i need to learn what the hell this actually is the xyz the synchro summons so i was like i'm just gonna go ahead and read this and like and then i realized oh it's a side deck thing okay got it so this right like, so now the i know extra better. deck yeah or extra deck yeah sorry mm-hmm. um i'm gonna flip through again magic terminology and no it's fine terminology here but yeah it's like the extra cards that go that are like meant to play directly into it because it's a little bit it's a little bit different from the way magic treats it where it's like you can swap out cards from your main deck where this is like no this is like this is a select of cards specifically so you don't have to have them in your deck to like you know to have to like dig around and rummage for them right 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 so there is a side deck in physical Yu-Gi-Oh, and if you play in tournaments there is the side deck available to you. So that's still oh, something that's okay, in okay. here. But in the on the ladder, when, you do, when you're in ranked mode and when you're in sort of like the casual free duel modes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that many top-level players are upset with is that there isn't a two out of three with a side deck option for ranked. You get one duel, and if you don't have everything available that you need, 
to destroy your opponent's back row, to counter certain strategies. That's it. You're cooked. Mm, okay. Enjoy your loss. See you later. So, so, and, so there's a, there's a, a slight annoyance with this game as well than the other. Right. Okay. So you have to build your deck with the side deck, and you sort of have to right with your side deck in mind. So, like, I run anti-spell removal, right? I, or I run spell removal cards or, or back row removal cards on the ladder because you never know when you're going to run into Eldritch or another, you know, back row heavy sort of control stun deck, right? Mm, okay. But you don't want to have that situation where you run into those and you lose. But at the same time, it sucks when you need one of your cards that to make a play and the you draw yeah, you're flooding yourself with other cards you don't need at the moment correct yeah. and then you draw twin twisters and that's it you're, you're you're cooked yeah yeah i mean same as any other card game you have to put in work to like figure out how to build a deck right mm-hmm. um or or just do what other people do as well which i i partially did was just copy a, a build right like copy a deck um, of course. And then you tweak it based on your specifications. Honestly, what I do with a lot of the decks, especially the archetypes that I'm a big fan of. So for everyone listening, so I, I play Dinos, which is kind of a sort of top tier meta relevant deck. It's a very strong deck. You're sweaty. Because not really. So I, I do have a sweaty deck. I do have like top the the tier one sword soul you know, very powerful, very meta-defining deck. But dinos are, are sort of, they exist at, just outside of the meta. I think they're coming back into meta because we're basically at full strength right now. Mm, okay. But what I'll do is I'll look at a ton of other decks and then pick and choose what I want. So do I want, you know, to run certain extra deck monsters, right? Do I want to run more synchro monsters? Because I have that option. But certain decks don't. A lot of decks, especially if you look at the top decks on Master Duel Meta, they don't run the, it's called the DPE engine. So basically you have two Destiny Hero monsters, Fusion Destiny, and a, a Link monster named uh, Predaplant Verte Anaconda that'll allow you to summon Destiny Phoenix Enforcer, one of the, like the strong, or Destruction Phoenix Enforcer, one whatever it's called. Basically one of the strongest monsters in the game because it has a quick effect destruction option and that kind of works well with dinosaurs because dinosaurs like getting their cards destroyed because they activate effects in the graveyard Mm. but you just have to find what kind of works for you and i think that is the fun part about deck building games in general is that yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. you kind of find what cards you like and like you know just looking at, at a lot of the top decks here you know, they run certain cards that I don't, but I run and I run certain cards that they don't. And it works for me and it works for them, obviously, too, because they're they're at a very high rank. But I've look, you know, I did pretty well. I'm I'm at I'm in diamond, right? The se- or, uh, platinum, I'm sorry, the second highest level. I'm working my way up to diamond. Congratulations again. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, but all, all that is to say that there's no one way to do this, right? Whatever works for you, I think I think having these resources available to you is helpful as a starting place, but whatever works for you is what you should run with. And whatever cards you like or whatever cards you feel comfortable. So 
if, if somebody's running a card that you don't like. So for me, that's a card called, um, I believe it's called Small World. Small World, right? There are decks that run three copies of this card. I don't run it at all. Number one, because I can't figure it out. I never understand what it does. <laughs> so it's basically just three dead cards because I don't get it, right? Okay. But yeah. if you look, there are many cards that don't run it at all, and they do fine without it. So you, you look... So that that that's what I I'm trying to say. Like you can run what you want as long as I think as long as you run the core cards, you'll be okay. And don't be afraid to mix in other you know other staple cards, other other powerful cards because you never know when you know you know you might have an opportunity to use it and it might turn the duel in your favor. But basically, the the gist of all of this is that, like I said, there's more than one way to do this. Find what works for you. Find what you're comfortable with and run with that. Yeah, that's kind of how I play most cards. Again, I, I, I play card games. Like I, I, I right, right, right. Yeah, so it's, it's like, this, if anything, that, that entire thing was for the listener, right? For if, they, if they're curious mm -hmm. about getting into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic or any card oh, Really, game, any card games. Yeah. Digimon, anything. Pokemon. Yeah, so, I mean... Don't be, don't be beholden to the deck list on the website. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely not. You want, the whole point is that you want... You, you have the freedom to build a deck and customize a deck however you want to, right? I don't know. Again, it could be partially because I, I've been away from this game for so long, right? Part of it being because I play a lot of... I play way more Magic the Gathering and Legends of Runeterra than I do of Yu-Gi-Oh, right? So I understand uh -huh. those mechanics very, very well. And there's just... There are moments when I play this game and it feels a little bit like Dragon Ball Z fighters. And, <laughs> and where it's like, Okay, cool. I'm gonna play one thing and set up a couple traps, and cool, it is your turn now, sir. And then they start like, okay, I'm gonna summon this. You know, oh, this also has. And then they play solitaire. It's like, yeah, and it's like, okay, then I'm not. not I play this, and it also special summons this from my hand, and I'm gonna sacrifice both of these to summon this thing. And then now, since this is in the graveyard, I can use this effect to, you know, bounce it back onto the field. And I'm gonna sacrifice these two things to summon this from my side deck as well. And I'm just like. When do I get to play the game? Because when I'm done. <laughs> this is like it just feels like I I did I didn't even make a mistake, right? I just like oh no, I just I've just played the cards that I had available to me and play and you know defended myself for a proper turn two, and then right. it's like I can't deal with this turn two anymore. After you know like after the three things they've done, I can no longer deal with this turn two, and I and I just feel like okay, I'm just gonna surrender. I'm moving along this next game because uh. There's just there's it feels like there's just too much going on, like the uh, the ramp up in this game is very very different from like a Legends of Runeterra, uh, even a Hearthstone, right? There's just a um just the ramp up of like okay cool I have a monster out that does eighteen hundred damage right now it does four thousand deal uh -huh. with it. and I was like okay how like half my health is gone in turn two right 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 so I think the big thing about Yu Gi Oh versus games like Magic and, and Hearthstone is that there are no resources available to you, right? So you don't have land, you don't have mana, you don't have energy cards like Pokemon. Your resources are the cards in your hand. And basically, whatever you do is uh, indicative of what cards you have available to you without much in the way of restrictions as far as what's on the field is concerned, right? Unless, so unless a card says, oh, you can't special summon, you can special summon as much as you want. If you can draw 
uh, another card. You know, there, there's no limits to abilities that'll let you draw cards unless you have a card like Pot of one of the pot of cards where you can't draw any more cards after that. Right. Mm, yeah. So, you know, magic limits you. Oh, you, you can only play one land per turn. Right. Unless, Unless you have, have something that, that, that allows you to do so. Do so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even then, if you, let's say you only have two mana, you're, you're limited by the amount of lands that you have on the field. Right. Yeah. And there's and, ways to get around that by ramping up using creatures or whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. like there's still a ramp up period in this game. It feels like it goes from zero to 60 very quickly, mm-hmm. which I am very much so not used to. Again, this could right. be me being an old man thing. Right. Just being like, oh, you know, like the, yeah, the, probably. Game goes, the game goes too fast and I can't keep up anymore. But it's just like. I, yeah, I'm here with like a semi starter deck, right, with like a, like a customized starter deck. And I don't know what's happening anymore after <clears throat> after I play my first two cards. And I'm just right, like, that's overwhelmed. Yeah, Absolutely that's, overwhelmed. That's probably a shame on me moment. I probably should have given you a bit more of a crash course. But I can I can kind of sum up the game like this. If you go first, your goal is to set up as much as you can to make sure that your opponent doesn't play the game, right? Which I figured out, and you also confirmed for me mm-hmm. offline. I was like, okay, I, if, fi- I figured that out. Cool. It, mm-hmm. If you're going second, your goal is to destroy as much of your opponent's stuff as possible when it's your turn so that you can do your things. Also, though, you want to have cards that can disrupt your opponent's plays while it's it's their turn, right? Um, and then once your first two turns are done, it's basically who can pull the card that they need to to finish the duel from turns three onward right because in most cases this ends turn three turn four maybe you know it's when most of these games end between turns two and four yeah that's i know that's the like the thing that i really noticed when i started playing the ranked mode more again it was like partially me like every deck feels sweaty because of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's no like people just going out there to have fun and fuck around where like occasionally in magic gathering um even like in person, right? Like I, I like if I went to like a Magic the Gathering night, I'm like, yeah, like you have you have a you have like an Elo attached to your account and your name, right? Right. Half the time I'm like, I'm just gonna play my solo green deck, my mono green deck, just because I this is the deck that I like. I don't I know it's not meta, but I'm gonna play it because it's the most fun thing that I have to play, and it's surprisingly useful still, right? Mm-hmm. Here it feels like no, every person out online is out for blood, <laughs> and it's like, yo, we're in rookie rank, bro. Calm down. You don't need to. You don't need to go ham. Right now, and a lot of that stuff, like especially when you get people that are are just starting, you'll get people best Yu-Gi-Oh deck, and then they'll just go by that. I think once you get to, honestly, I think once you kind of get to the higher levels, like me, you know, when, when you're in gold and and platinum and diamond, and you're playing the casual modes, like you're gonna find people that are are playing random strategies, or like for me, like I'll. I love playing tunes, which is a very hit or miss deck in casual match. I like playing uh, like Gaia, the fierce knight Mm. decks. They're just fun, but there is a level of skill. And I guess if you want to call it sweatiness that comes with every deck, because any deck needs to be able to special summon powerful monsters and 
get a card on the field that has, you know, 5,000 attack or 4,000 oh, attack. Yeah, of course. I understand. That's the point of the game. But it's just like, that, again, you mentioned that it's like usually between turn two to turn four. That's like most of these games are decided by then, right? Right. It is just so fast. That is like the biggest thing for me. I am like, again, like overwhelmed by just like how fast this game is, which is cool mm-hmm. to some extent, right? Like, I, I like the idea that like, oh, okay, I lost, cool, okay, move along, right? Just play again, just find another person, just play again, and hopefully my deck works better the next time. Right. But it's like, the thing is, I feel like with other card games, it's like, you feel like a sense of pride, I guess, to some extent, where it's like, I'm getting, I'm playing against a deck that I know hard counters my deck, or like my deck can't particularly deal well with their deck, right? Mm-hmm. Let's let's okay. So let's, let's just say I, I'm playing uh, mono green in Magic the Gathering, right? It's just big beefy monsters, or, or and then a bunch of little guys, right? And I just beef all of them up at the same time, and now you have to deal with it. Green doesn't deal well with like art uh, artifacts and spells that don't allow me to attack with certain monsters. Like so, if I play like against a blue white control deck, a green deck can have a decent amount of trouble with it, like mm-hmm. a lot, of, a lot, a lot of trouble with it. Because I don't have things that can, you know, I don't have a lot of cards in green that like remove, um, like uh, limiters on your cards, right? In in the way the way I in the way I play green is like, okay, you you locked up one of my big monsters, cool. I'm just gonna play another big monster, and hopefully you have to deal with him next, right? That's really it. Mm-hmm. And in some and some cards like shroud or um, like uh, hexproof. That's that like so it's like okay, you can't you can't target my monsters anymore with spells and stuff right there or, or effects um it's, it's stuff like that that like the green usually has as like a defense towards that stuff but it, for the most part it's more just like i'm if i'm playing against like a blue white control deck or a black black blue or black red where it's just like i'll just destroy target monster or whatever or a creature whatever it's like i'm gonna have a bad time but at least i can i, I can try to play it out and see how my deck plays out because because it is slower paced right i can i can try to amass an army before I start getting locked down. In mm-hmm. in Yu-Gi-Oh, it's like again, like turn two. Even if I, and especially especially when I have a bad turn one, like I just don't, I just don't pull, I just don't draw well for my first hand, right? And was there a mulligan option? I, I didn't see if that was no, there. no. Okay, yeah. So no, you get what you get. Yeah, so there's that too. So it's like if you get screwed, if you get screwed in your first draw, like there were plenty of times when I'm like, I'm taking five thousand damage to the face in turn two. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this, like you know, in my mind, this one's over. Like, and and that's kind of defeatist of me. I like, I tried to, I tried my best to play stuff out, right? I was like, maybe turn two. Um, I have some stuff. I have something in here that I know can negate damage. Like, I've got something, or like return damage back <laughs> to sender. I've got something. I know I do. Hopefully, I draw it. Nope. Cool. Okay, game's over. You know what I mean? It's right. Like, I, I I will try to play most games out, but there was there is like in that starting phase, it's like, okay, I've taken four thousand damage in turn two. I'm assuming my chance. Yeah, it's to, not over. To, I know. I know it's not. But it's like I'm assuming because of like the way, especially when I was still like getting the materials to properly build my deck. It was like I don't have. I know for sure I don't have anything in here to remove stuff. You know what I mean? It's like oh yeah. okay. I'm I. This is probably over for me. And like I'd pull a card. Cool. Surrender. I'm just gonna move along. Find another game. Go again. And then the more materials I got, the more I was able to get cards to fill out my deck to deal with stuff like that, right? Like just to, to cancel or negate damage or whatever, um, or remove remove creatures from the 
from my opponent's side of the of the uh, the board. Mm-hmm. And when I got to that, like when I was able to fill out my deck a little bit more, yeah, then I would play stuff out more often than not, and like you know, like never give up hope on actually trying to make a comeback. But yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's a very fast game, and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's again kind of like the issue that I had with when I was playing with my when I, my friends were trying to teach me this again a couple of years ago of trying to get back into Yu Gi Oh. You know, and I think I think a, a bunch of it is like a preference thing, right? Like I, I, not that, not that uni, unicorn, not that Yu Gi Oh is not strategic. Huh. Absolutely, I'm not, I'm, I'm absolutely not saying that. Yu Gi Oh has a lot of strategy going into it, especially because you guys are so heavily focused on the early turns of the game, right? Instead of try, you know mm-hmm. trying to end the game as as quick as possible, there's a lot going on there. But I think for me, I prefer a deck builder game that is more of a slow burn that that's a that's a preference thing you know and mm-hmm. that's me being an old man and play, playing magic <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> you know because there, there's there is a bit of like um not like um not like a paralysis to it but you know it's, it's, again it's overwhelming it's just like man there's there's a lot going on and i feel like i'm mm-hmm. getting shit on every time i play this every time i just go into a match uh, which which it was. There was a lot of me getting shut up when I was getting into a match. I will absolutely swear that I'm not good at this game. Um, but again, the more and more that you play, that's the whole point. Or you get better and better. But just this is not, this is not my game. Uh, that being said, uh, I do like the dragon made deck that I have gotten to, and it feels comfortable enough that I can actually play it and actually win a couple matches. Yeah, I want to say like I think my win record right now in ranked is like probably like a point. Point five, point six, or so. Not uh, terrible. Not terrible. No, especially for right. Considering you've never really played the game all that uh, much. At, yeah, at, at least in this in this style of Yu Gi Oh. Right. No, right. no, no beat sticks. Right. Mm-hmm. Not terrible. I like. I remember. I would. I lost a bunch of matches early on. Again, I'm playing and I'm playing uh the ranked mode. Uh, right. Program was called because uh, I know it's free duel and something else. Yeah, so, ranked and free. That's yeah, it for now. Yeah. So this, yeah. So th- just just ranked and um. Yeah, like I went on a short win streak just because I got lucky off of the draw, uh, you know, first first draw of the game, and uh, the other person didn't. Um, I don't know if that's luck. That means your deck is is consistent. If you're if you're drawing well in your opening hands, yeah, but I think right? it, it, yeah, I guess. But it's also like again, I think there's there's like a flexibility thing as well, which I enjoy about Magic the Gathering, if that makes sense, right? Like, okay, I get let's say I get a shitty draw for my first turn, right? Mm-hmm. But because the game ramps up much slower. I have the option to try to bail on like an initial initial uh play style or something like you know uh play speed and like okay I can tank a couple hits early on you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I, I I can get hit like two three times in a row because no one's gonna have anything that's like a ten ten on the field turn three mm-hmm. so it's like I'll okay I'll take three damage first turn next turn okay I'll take another three damage that's fine next turn I'll take eight damage cool I'm still in the game you know what I mean like there are times mm-hmm. when I, I would lose like out of 20 i would lose like 17 health right off the bat like um and like just amass an army in like four turns and like cool now i can swing back because everything they've been throwing at me has been you know weenies and now i have like an actual beat stick you know like you know it's 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 that like kind of like turnaround um gameplay that i can allow that like i think the i think it's because also the game allows for it that again that, that's also coming from me the low level Yu-Gi-Oh guy right who like i don't know how to get to that point of surviving the first couple turns uh, it's about playing and and getting better at the game i mean there are plenty of times where i've had a terrible turn 1 
I've taken my opponent's best shot at turn two and turned it around immediately just from one or two key plays that weren't negated or I was able to play through. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot of that, too, is number one. A lot of that, too, is knowing what your opponent's playing. So you know the matchups, you know what they want to do and turning your your bad matchups into good matchups. And the other thing, the, I mean, the only way to get there is to to play the game and to know what can possibly be thrown at you. Right. Yeah. Do you remember any of the game, any of the 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 decks that you were playing against? Did you have a lot of I, I kind of figured in the early levels there'd be a lot of like anime decks, a lot of heroes, a lot of dark magician, a lot of blue eyes, yes. red eyes. So, so uh, there was, I know I, I wrote down uh, specifically what the deck was, at least if I learned what, if I could figure out what the hell it was. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the first, uh, so like I have here, I played against uh, three blue eyes decks. Okay. Um, with the other cards, like the crystal version of the blue eyes, radiant dragon or whatever the hell it's called. Right, right. Um, so I, I played against three of those. Again, one like I recognize Blue Eyes. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rec- <clears throat> there was another person running a Dragon Maid variant, mm-hmm. uh, or two. Sorry, two people playing Dragon Maid variant. There were four Black Magician or Dark Magician decks, and a lot of which were like bounce them off the field, get them back onto the field whenever he hits the graveyard. And I was like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to deal with this? That, that that was probably the most annoying one for me personally and then i had a uh, i forgot the name forgot the name of it but i, I wrote robot boxer thingy battle in boxers that one yeah because that oh was, that, that's that was, like a rogue deck dude and, and that's that like was, a that was just annoying because every time i killed because he would kill one on purpose to summon something mm-hmm. else right because and then when the, i think the effect of it was like if it if it hits the graveyard and then another like essentially it's like it's like it kinda, it's kind of like handcuffed to another card Whereas, like, whenever this card hits the graveyard, bring this one back. You know what I mean? It was just like, it's like, oh, if I dealt with one, I have to deal with another right off the bat. Uh huh. And it was just really annoying. And I dealt mm-hmm. with like the, that one. I think I dealt with the most in the low levels. Really? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like again, I'm in. I'm in rookie. I'm like, why are there people, why are there people with the these hell? decks in rookie? Because like, I assume people would be like me, where it's like, I pick an, I pick a card style or an anime style, like that. Uh, you know, a monster style that I enjoy, and I'm just gonna run with it. And then I'll start playing other stuff later on, right? Like, you know, I, everyone knows Dark Magician, uh, Blue Eyes, White Dragon, Red Eyes, Black Dragon, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I like waifus. So, like, I uh, Dragon, dragon <laughs> made deck. It's like, yeah, that's what I assumed was going to be. I'm going to see in, like, the low levels, right? But the fact that I was seeing, like, I don't, I have no idea what the hell this card does. And then, like, you know, I, it just became, like, um, uh, yes, of course, again, like, me learning what it does. But it's like, but for, upon my first time seeing it, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to play the game and see how it goes and then it's like anytime i did something i felt like i was getting punished for it even though they hadn't actually played anything that being i think so- just kind of from looking at battle and boxer like a deck list or two here i think the reason why you see it at the low levels is because all of the cards are rare or normal rarity mm-hmm. so it's a very easy free to play sort of deck that you can you can putz through yeah yeah a lot of the cards that i looked because i look uh, you know because you can see your uh you can see your opponent's card list right right yeah yes so you like, can so I, I would look at that and just like just you know quick search and i was like okay so i'm assuming that they're playing this because it is like a cheaper deck to play right you don't need to spend any money to play to, to get the cards to acquire the cards for it right mm-hmm. and yeah it was just like it was really annoying 
Like it was, it was a lot of people uh-huh. playing that deck, and I was like, "This is, I'm not having fun." Like, just, yeah, no. I mean, I, I, I won out of the, out of the however many duels that I played against them. I did win a couple, but it was kind of like on my end, it was like luck of the draw, because like, I mean, yes, I understand the idea of like, you know, your deck being consistent and stable, right? I understand, I understand that, but because there's not as much like deck manipulation in this game as well, right? Like, you know, um, in Magic, it's a lot of like you know play this and i can search for a card right or like or like uh mm-hmm. or like just draw the top three pick one then move the rest to the graveyard or bottom of the deck kind of deal there's a couple of those cards you know like i saw i saw those but they didn't fit into my deck like you know what i mean they they would mm-hmm. they, they would have been uh, like i would have been able to have three of them in my deck and you know just, you know again like it's like if i have a 60 card deck it's like okay hopefully i find one right but that's not your strategy your strategy yeah. isn't to do that your strategy is to get fusion monsters on the field and set up negates and keep your cards safe by bouncing the the extra deck and the main deck monsters right like that's yeah. the whole point of of dragon maids Dra- so. yeah dragon maids is like bounce bouncing your creatures off of the off the off the board so they can be safe for a turn or so and right them, and then you want to end on the the extra deck monsters so you can negate or interrupt your opponent's plays yes yes that's basically what i was that that's how the dragon maid deck played that i mm-hmm. that i so so i bought oh well, i was i was appreciated you can just buy three of the starter decks or three of the Correct. rebuild decks so i was like oh okay cool so i don't have to like go around having to buy cards off the bat mm-hmm. using the in-game materials i can just straight up buy three of these and i have all the cards that i need correct and uh yeah like you know just it worked out you know like again i i feel like for for a guy who hasn't played Yu-Gi-Oh in close to 10 years right i don't think i had a bad shot at this i genuinely don't think i don't think i did terribly it's just the well, it's a pacing thing it's a, it's a, it's, a, yeah. it's a pacing thing and getting my mindset different out of dealing with a resource management mana system in a game and not and then not having it you know what i mean like i i wrote down a note specifically here saying let me let me let me find this specific thing here real quick. Uh, I like the prompts of activating effects. The issue is the overload of text on the cards. Again, that was like a communication thing, right? Uh, where if you're playing in person versus playing online, uh, right? But you're still gonna have to say, oh, what does that do? Yeah, but at least, can but, I see at, that? but at least it can be like at least, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But at least, at least it can also be like quickly summarized in like a sentence, right? Again, that's a personal that's a personal preference thing of playing in person versus playing a game game online. Right. That's the same thing for Magic: The Gathering online as well, too. Like it's just like. What does this card do? Okay, hold on, let me see this. And then, and then, like, luckily, because I played the game more, I can see the keyword. I'm like, okay, I know what it does now. Uh, so then I need to confirm and then see if there's an effect will be triggered, and then and see if there's a card that I have to have triggered. And I think, and then the line immediately after that was, I think Legends of Runeterra or Magic: The Gathering possibly have a better way of handling these things, but they do have a resource management slash mana system in place. So. That's why I think, yeah, it slows the game down, but at least it gives even like new players an option to deal with things early on. Like this, this is absolutely a, a a preference style in terms of card game. Some people like this really faster paced play of game, right? A lot of people do, um, clear, clearly because Yu-Gi-Oh is very very popular. Just for me, I per, it's like I, if I could slow the game down, possibly, then I would prefer to do so um anything else on the actual the card game itself because i do want to just ask how you felt the presentation of master duel 
was and if that's some if there's anything that they did right that you'd love to see in other games if there's anything that they did wrong that other games do better uh i'm curious how you felt about that and, and oh, yeah, i think so, we'll... okay, so, so game so gameplay first uh let me see uh i oh yeah here so here's a more well i think a more directly worded version from me here other than me trying to remember what exactly what i said on the fly uh, I wish there was more in terms of threatening or bluffing in this game. Uh, I understand that having like you know trap cards and mag- and uh, mag- and spell cards out on the field face down is your threat, right? But I think especially in the low levels, people are willing to just take that chance a lot of times, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Versus, but that's like, a shame on them moment where you 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 have to if, punish them. Yeah. If uh, again, unfortunately, it's like I didn't have anything actually to do so. I was more for right. me. I I had like the dragon made like uh you know the cleaning or the uh the send-off card where you know where it's like okay well i can use it to like move a card out of my hand and summon another monster out onto the field right it's but it's like i was hoping that was gonna be a threat because like you know in magic the gathering or legend of runeterra is leaving mana on the board right it's like that's your threat and having a card in hand that's right your, that's your threat and it's like like okay well i see they have three cards still in hand and they have four mana still available to play right mm-hmm. so maybe i don't swing this turn maybe i take an extra prep turn or wait until i have a card in my hand to deal with just in case they have something waiting for me right mm-hmm. and it's yeah and it's here it says i think that they do that with spell and trap cards I, okay so i know i acknowledge it but it seems like there is a lot of early game of aggression in low level play and now right well there's a lot of early game aggression in, general, in all levels which, of play which, which, because, now, which now we've confirmed now i've confirmed mm-hmm. because you, you actually told me the other thing too is it is menacing to have a card in your hand because that could be a hand trap that could negate a key play that you need that could be a nibiru the primal being which if you've special summoned an entire board of monsters i drop the rock on you yeah. and now you have eleven thousand attack token that's in defense mode that you can't do anything with um, the other thing that's oppressive and, and threatening are my full board of boss monsters because I played through your hand trap. So I have my, my you know, pow- super powerful synchro. I have a, you know, I have Baron de Fleur on the field, which negates one thing and can destroy a card during my turn. I have my, and just thinking of my, you know, dino deck, I have mm-hmm. Ultimate Conductor Tyranno on the field, which can turn all of your monsters face down. I have dpe which can destroy one of your key combo pieces i have a a bazillion other monsters that can negate your effects that's that's what the um threatening aura right the the threatening aura menacing aura (laughs) is in this game it's it's your full board of boss monsters and it's your just looking at your opponent and it's like all right figure it out yeah, which again, like I thought I would have gotten to that point, especially because I played green in Magic the Gathering, right? right. It's like, oh, here's an army, deal with it, right? But on the the receiving end of it, it feels like I'm way more limited because of the fact that I don't have like the ability to threaten like that. That being said, yeah. I have had a couple games where it's just like Rygeki. I was just drawing, I'm like, oh, thank God, oh my friend, please, thank you, my my, uh-huh. old, my old old friend, thank you for showing up in the time in my moment of need. And, and that's why you play those cards. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, there's a couple times when like I would get lucky and just like find a monster reborn, and I was like, oh yeah, cool. I can summon one of my one of my dragon. Wait a second, I wiped a blue eyes off your of your deck. 
off your board, right? Oh, sweet. That's that's coming on my side. And I'm and right. I'm going to special summon a uh, dragon maid back from my from my graveyard. Uh huh. It also kind of sounds like dragon maids and your play style don't necessarily maybe aren't perfect for each other. Yes, but waifus, Jeff. I know. I was going to say. I think you. I think you really like them, <laughs> and I think they really like you. But there's just something functional about the way you two interact that yeah. might not be the the deck for you. But oh, absolutely, I definitely thought that when I was like, I was like, this is not my type of deck because it's a lot of like a lot of graveyard manipulation, right? And again, I, I like, you know, I, I again, initially thought I was gonna go for like the super heavy samurai route, right? That's that's what I was initially gonna go for because they're just big beefy monsters that just like, right? Cool, deal with it, right? Just I'm in defense mode, and I can I can you know, and I and I I can flip my uh, defense to my attack, and you know, make them even bigger because of it. Deal with it, which I think is again more much more my play style. Just unga bunga, big big boys go boom, right? That's, that's I have a deck for you, my friend, and okay. I think it's the same exact deck that I play. Is it? Because okay. that's why I play dinos because mm. I have big bodies on the field, and I can control the field, and I. At, you know, at the end of the, the turn, I still have a 3,500 attack monster that can flip everything face down. Mm. It, might, it might be like a, a play style thing, right? But like, I can't. They're, they're so cute, Jeff. Damn it, Jeff. So <laughs> I know. Cute. I own them. I, I, own a, I own a Dragon Mates because I built, because shame on me, I built Blue Eyes as my first deck. Mm. And here's the little spoiler alert for you and anybody else listening that, that wants to get into this. All the anime decks from your youth suck in this game dark magician i I realize that yeah dark magician sucks blue eyes sucks red eyes sucks they all suck yeah because because once i realized how to actually properly play the game play my deck Mm -hmm. i stopped losing to those decks especially blue eyes blue eyes bricks so hard and you're basically screwed if you can't get a key combo a lot of people in rank as soon as i remove one blue eyes off the table they would just leave yeah Oh yeah, like they, because, I, I think they, re, I think because they, I, I was confused on why, but then again, once once I did it a couple more times, it was like, oh, oh, they need this to be out here for the deck to even function, right? Right, because basically the blue eyes is the the catalyst for the synchro monsters, for the fusion monsters, for the any sort of Xyz and boss monsters. Basically, you don't want the actual Blue-Eyes White Dragon on the field. You want a Blue-Eyes Monster on the field, but you don't want the actual Blue-Eyes White Dragon on the field because it's just a big, vanilla, pasty, unprotected weenie, basically. Like, oh, it has 3,000 attack. Every card in the game has 3,000 attack, dude. Like, that's not special anymore. The the problem is, what else can you do but with your big body right yeah and if the only thing you can do is swing for three thousand, i have a million cards that can stop you from swinging right yeah so that that's kind of the issue with blue eyes is that any sort of archetype built around a big giant vanilla monster isn't going to be successful in today's day and age right that being said i did have more trouble against dark magician decks because i think the dark magician from what it seemed like any again this from a they get a fuck ton of support that's why that yeah so like there there's a lot more options in terms of like okay i i lose a dark magician that's cool i'm gonna bring another i'm gonna bring another one out like a different variant of dark magician right they have like allows mm-hmm. me to link like again like kind of like soul link into another one right it's like okay i lose this one cool i'm bouncing the soul the dark magician you removed a second ago back into my table uh-huh and ba- but basically once you realize all you got to do is destroy that trap card you're good yeah yeah again it was an issue of early on when i didn't have 
the proper the cards trap to removal. deal, to deal right. with it. Yeah. Again, and, but then you learn the matchup, and then it's easy. Yeah. So, like, like because, again, early on, all I had was the Dragon Maid deck. I didn't really have right. anything specifically for it. And then when I started get, understanding the need to really, really stop the uh, magic or, or trap cards that facilitate decks to function. Um. Because that's that's one thing I did like about Dragon Maid is like I I can there's like one continuous trap card that was like useful for me to like you know manipulate the the Dragon Maids that I have currently on the on the on the board, but it didn't need to be there. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't I wasn't handcuffed to this one card to to play to play my deck. Other people, well, that's if, good. If other people who who play a different deck again, like like a Blue Eyes or a Dark <laughs> like Magician Tune deck, World. Yeah, like our Toon World. Yeah, like where it's your hand, you have to have this card out. Okay, uh-huh. um, well, I'm ba- I've, I've basically lost two turns. Well, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah, I've lost two turns to hopefully find another one, and then if not, I'm I'm dead turn three mm-hmm. from that point on. But yeah, like you know, again, like it's it's a it's a play. It could be a play style thing. I learn is learning a lot of it is learning the matchup, and I got I I started getting to that point. Um, I think in another timeline, another multi multiverse, you know, there there is a Yu-Gi-Oh! Ma- there's a Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Lacan out there. That being said, again, I don't hate this game. I absolutely don't. I it is actually it was actually really nice to get back into Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, especially just that I have a basic understanding of stuff now that I actually understand what XYZ synchro summoning is. Right. Uh Pendulum summoning is a little confusing for me. It feels That's okay, it sucks anyway. Yeah, it feels strong during the tutorial because it's obviously you're playing a very nitpicked you know right scenario uh link i still don't i still don't understand links like with the little arrows thing uh no it, you're overthinking everything you're overthinking so much it, it just feels like okay when do i want these things to link because i know there's some cards that benefit from linking two monsters together and all this other stuff and i'm like i don't know i just want big beefy monsters out on the field and hit stuff uh, and there's a lot of archetypes that do that yeah that just you don't even have to worry about links and synchros and xe's i yeah, mean you could like play all, there's a lot of fusion archetypes literally all i had was a few again that's why i stuck mostly to the fusion dragon deck and i also splashed mm-hmm. like a one of the variant red eyes onto my deck because it can easily summon from dragons so I was like, oh, yeah cool. oh yeah no and and that's something else that you'll learn too is like there are cards like red eyes darkness metal dragon which is the one that I, i'm pretty sure that you're using right yep is you can splash it in and and the nice thing is too you can use that in any of your decks now. So you have these staples and you can mix it into anything. Yeah. Like I it's like, oh, I realize, oh, it just needs it just needs like high level dragons to play stuff. Oh, I'm like, oh. Like half my deck is my, high level. I was gonna say, dragons. yeah. Cool. Y- your whole deck is high level dragons. Yeah, so it worked it ended up working out for me in the long run. And just yeah, you know, just stuff stuff like that can splash in and I I like as like and I realize it can it can it can do so and I felt I had that that like it was a small one, but it, but it was a moment where it clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I can do this. Okay, cool. I I, I can actually play. I can actually play this game and not be terrible." Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, like I absolutely can keep this game in like my back pocket. And, you know, if you ever want to play a couple and just beat up my waifus, you're absolutely welcome to play with. Me. Um, <laughs> no, but- I I think we're gonna I think we're gonna we're gonna play some games. We're gonna put it on uh, on the YouTube channel here. Yeah, yeah. But I I I don't think like I said. Kind of like how we play fighting games. I'll, I'll I'll start with the the with the weenies, and I'll just let you see what what diamond and platinum looks like mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah, which again, like, because because the way, I, especially with the way that I play a lot of games in general, it's like I, I I like being decent at them, right? I like I like having a a low to mid level understanding of the game, 
and playing com- playing within my comfort zone there. You know, uh, I don't need to be the best at, at anything that I do. I like I like being decent. Right. Uh, you just want to be competitive and not be completely. Yeah, I'm not going to be completely sweat lord and shot, devote my yeah. entire life into a, a game or whatever. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple of those things that I do do that in, but like for most games, I just like I like having fun. That's the biggest thing. I have gotten over my rank my ranked anxiety uh, over the last like six to eight months. The, the, I, there has been a ranked burnout for me because of the years that I've played League of Legends and Rainbow Six Siege and uh, Valorant or not Valorant uh, Counter Strike, where it's like I don't want to play ranked anymore ever again because it just scares me. And like you know, I was burnt out from it, but now like I got over it recently, so I was like, okay, cool, next one, go, next one, go, next one, go, and I've I've, I've finally been able to like play games that I know that I'm not good at, but like not been like uh hurt every time I lose something, which uh, oh no, I know what you mean, yeah, for so. sure, like no, it's it's something that that affects everybody, I think, right? You play these ranked games, you play competitive games, it's tough after a while, you know, doom queuing, right? You yeah, just yeah, exactly you, you... doom queuing. You just queue and you're miserable and you hate it, but it's the only thing that makes you happy in the moment, even though it's not going to provide you any happiness, whether you win or lose. It's it's tough. It sucks. But yeah, it's like it's like, well, well, I mean, like for me, for me, it's because like when I win, the excitement is very, very high, but the everlasting dread of like losing a match uh, or like losing ranking. Right. Would It would just be way, way higher than that. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. So I, I became like a casual player for a lot of games that I played, um, because I got over it. Uh, finally, uh, after like I don't know, like a like a full on year of doing so. Hmm. Um, now I'm back to like able. To be, I'm now I'm back to being able to enjoy games again, which I'm very very happy about. Well, good. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you, you had a question for me after I explained uh my last the the last little bit of my opinions in terms of like my play my play experience, right? Right, no, it was just to see kind of what you thought of Master Duel as an actual client for Yu-Gi-Oh! And if there were things that you liked about it, and things that you would like to see other card games emulate, or things that you didn't like about it, as far as... So for me, the big thing coming from Duel Links to Master Duel was the ability to craft cards using the materials, right? Mm -hmm. Being able to dismantle cards and recreate cards that I actually want, I thought was was awesome and really helps with the the cost, right? That comes with, with card games. I'm curious what you kind of thought about Master Duel as a client for a card game and if there was anything that you'd like to see other card games emulate from this and vice versa, anything that Yu-Gi-Oh could use to better itself from like a Legends of Runeterra or something like that. Okay um without giving me everything in one shot what do you think of this game as an analog to Yu-Gi-Oh the game itself like i said i think it's i think it's fun i like, think is, it's like, it's is, pretty is, well done is it a one to one or is it like a like a point eight no. to one that's what i that's what i'm saying like what how close is it to actually playing the game like right like traditionally so like actually playing the game it's like a point 8 because Real Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't have activation blips, right? It doesn't have yeah, the yeah. pauses where it goes to your opponent, right? Mm-hmm. But I think as far as like playing the game, it's it's pretty similar. Uh okay. I will tell you that the meta game is completely different because the ban lists are different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've heard that from one of my friends mm-hmm. when I mentioned that I was playing uh Master Duel for this episode. They said, "Oh, you're not you're you're playing online." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm just trying to learn 
the game because of an episode and also because I'm trying to actually understand this game now. Or at least see, take a peek into <clears throat> what the current state of Yu-Gi-Oh! is to some extent. Um, no, yeah, like it, it, it's kind of its own beast, but I think as far as a game that is faithful to the card game, I think it does a pretty good job. Uh, that's what that was my that's what my suspicion was. I, I didn't actually ask my friend the question I just asked you. In terms of my experience overall playing Yu-Gi-Oh, specifically Master Duel, because I, I didn't dip my toes into Duel Links or playing the traditional card game itself at, at, at all from this. I I focused specifically on Master Duel. And that's fine because that's what the episode was yes, about. Yes. So, uh, but the the activation blips and stuff like that that felt I I liked those, mm-hmm. kinda because okay. because as you said before, there's like you know there's like a I play something and then the opponent has an option to retort right. Mm-hmm. The activation blip shows that it's there, but it's it's still depend again still me learning the game and learning what my cards actually do. Is me, dependent on me learning. Nope, I ignore that activation blip until I see specific action happening. Right. Correct. Early on, it's like this guy did something. You want to use this card? And it's like yes, absolutely. Uh, anything, anything stop them from playing anything. Right. Because I'm, I'm getting overwhelmed right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So I ha- like there was a lot of me having to stop that right off the bat. But you know, again, again, I think like um, if there was a kind of uh, Magic the Magic the Gathering Arena does it and uh, Legend of Terror does it. Whereas like opponent has played this card, would you? It's more just like, would you like to do something in return? It's it's a little more open ended instead of doing the activation blips. That being said, when it highlights the card, it is useful to remind me that I have something. Correct. Uh, I do like that. It, it it's more just me actually knowing what the hell my cards do. The tutorial system just needs to be cleaned up. There there's a lot going on during the during this, this like the solo trial system. Um, I wish they were. They, I would just wish they were more focused. Right. Like, uh, I understand it's more free flowing because it wants you to actually play it and, you know, try to understand it yourself. Right. But I think if there was like a better explanation, I don't, I don't know if it's like, I don't know how to make it better per se. Right. But something to make it more cl- clarified, more streamlined, where it doesn't feel like I'm just reading like, you know, a handbook on how to play the game could, could be better for the game overall, especially, especially for onboarding new players into the game. Mm hmm. And I'm not talking about like the um like the summons, you know, special summons. That that that's relatively easy to understand. It's the it's the it's the other summons that like throw that throw me off. And again, I'm a guy who plays card games. I understand that there is mechanics in at play to do this stuff, but it's like when you it starts like saying, okay, so when this card happens, this triggers this card, and this card allows you to do this and this and this. Okay, you got that? Cool. Now do it. Like you know, after like you after just walked you walked you through it once, it's like okay, now play out the rest of this game and figure it out. And it's like I, I if I would rather have it just walk my hand, you know, hold my hand and walk me through it twice, than having to like do it once and then like go off to do it by myself because then I, then I then I immediately forget what I was actually trying to do. Uh, again, pers- that's a that's a personal thing. I I I think I think some people would like a more focused more um stripped down version of the of the solo missions right i i i it, it, it's gonna be a personal preference for a lot of people but i think have something more more focused and much shorter especially to do so yeah it, it is a bit of a beast like because again like magic the gathering has ha, magic the gathering arena has the same issue where it's like luckily i already know how to play the game so i didn't have to really do it i'm just doing the missions for the materials and the and the extra decks mm-hmm. right and that was kind of my 
issue when you were talking to me about your your grief with this, right? Is I didn't do it because I didn't need to do it because I knew everything. But had I, I would have probably been able to help you understand all of that a bit easier. Yeah, and I think and I think you also understand that like yeah, again, if if you and I'm I'm not I'm I'm a, not a new player. I'm a long time returning player, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So I understand the basis of the game. If somebody new wanted to get into Yu-Gi-Oh without having without having somebody to like ha- rely on as like a support system, I can see a lot of people bouncing off this game. Like I can see a lot, but it may it may be case it may it may, it may not be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the player count is, and I don't know what the turnover rate is for uh, new players to actually continue playing. Right. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's, let's, take, let's take a look at that actually. Let's see. Uh, I don't, I don't know how to how to word that. Uh. New players coming into Yu Gi Oh, I guess. Or just, I was going to just look at Steam charts and just see how it's doing. Yeah, let's do that. And I'm, I'm going to look on, like, I'm going to look up like a Reddit and see. Let's see. Let's see what's, let's see what it says here. Okay. So on this Sunday evening, there are 15,000 people playing it. Uh, I mean, it's been decreasing pretty steadily since it launched back in January, but I mean, we're still talking five digits i mean it's still one of the highest and that's only on pc yeah because like i i uh what happened friday september 30th there's a clearly a a spike there probably a new pack released okay so the way i'm looking let me see here uh let's let's zoom it out can i zoom out to lifetime here we go perfect lifetime concurrent oh that's cool it also has steam viewership results here Okay, so uh, when did this game come out? January of this year. Okay, so that okay, so that's that's why it's very very high in the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. So players two hundred sixty thousand, right? Uh, two hundred sixty three mm-hmm. if we're gonna round up. And then there's a steady decline, which is I think understandable, right? Because card games are niche, right? It, it, especially, right. Especially with like, in general, in terms of player base, and especially in terms of especially in terms of viewership, right? And then you you know yeah like about nine months in it looks like yeah this is like where the this is where like the core player base is going to be right maybe even closer to like June of this year is gonna be like yeah I would say yeah mm-hmm. like let, let like let's say that's probably gonna be where it's gonna be around it it follows very much the same uh life cycle I think as like a fighting game right as early on there's a lot of buzz people will jump into it and try it out and then the 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 casual the you know, the field the filthy disgusting casuals get weeded out <laughs> and uh and the core player base stays in right because some people are like oh the the hype around Yu-Gi-Oh. apparently Yu-Gi-Oh. oh the, you know uh, i'm sure there's a lot of people who are like oh Yu Gi Oh is still a thing okay might as well check it out and see what see if it's see how different it is right and then continue on from that and some people are going to bounce off of it my thing that i was looking for i guess when we were looking when we when i pulled this up was if there was like a recent pack if there was like a spike in players that actually raised the overall player count you know what i mean like the average player count right right and i don't see that except for maybe in july yeah Uh, i mean i think if you look at at, at the couple of these spikes here so like july 10th uh august 8th september 10th september 21st i think oh no you know what i think september 9th and 10th was a an event maybe okay yeah that, that that makes sense but I mean, I think it's doing fine. Yeah, it's you doing, know what I mean. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's doing terribly as a game. I'm just like wondering what the uh, again what the people coming in and actually staying for it are. That's that's my uh, thing. Uh, Steam Game Hub followers chart. Let's see that it's climbing. 
the game is climbing in terms of followers. All right. Well, that's good. That's uh, that's the important. That's thing. a positive. Because because forty five thousand and let's see here, uh, players. Yeah, it follows that. Tr- it follows a trend. So it's like okay, so people so people may be like playing it, but not playing it as consistently, right? Right. In terms of player count, but the people following the game actively following the game is keeps going up, which is, that means people are actually staying in the loop because of the game, or possibly. That, that, the good and that's all you want because yeah, you, you want. want people to not just play this but you want them to play the physical card game you yes. want them to play dual links you want them to play cross duel any other Yu-Gi-Oh branded material yeah you want them invested in yeah i mean so yeah so i think as in an or like an onboarding process do you think this is the best way to get into Yu-Gi-Oh aside from the actual card game i do because i think it's the least expensive mm. and i think for anybody other than like if you want to play Yu-Gi-Oh Next Dueling Nexus, which is like an unaffiliated um, simulator, basically, right? Yeah, think yeah. like Pokemon Showdown, but for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. I think outside of that, if you want something official, I think this is the best way to get into the game because it's it, it has the lowest cost of entry. Because think about if you want to play the physical card game, right? You have to buy cards, you have to get a deck, you have to get staples, and then if you don't want to look like a weenie oh you got to get a mat you have to get a deck box you have to get there, there there's a lot of things that you need to think about getting beforehand and then if you want to play something like rush duel or or speed duel i'm sorry not rush duel speed duel are are you going to have anybody to play with because it is are people playing speed duel mm, well mm. and then you just spent 60 dollars on the speed duel starter pack or whatever it is and now you have nobody to play with, or you spend that money on Yu-Gi-Oh cards to start playing, and then oh well, then nobody in your area plays Yu-Gi-Oh. They just sit around and collect Pokemon cards, right? Yeah. So I, I think if you want a booming community of people, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, I think Master Duel is the way to go. But I obviously it's not perfect, and obviously there are a lot of things just with Yu-Gi-Oh as far as everything's available to you. So like with Magic, you have limited, right? You have you you do have your legacy yeah, and you have, you have your different uh, formats. Yeah, you have standard you have standard legacy uh commander like you know that's, mm-hmm. a, that's very big right now at the moment. With Yu-Gi-Oh you just have the game. So yeah. if you just started playing and you have sort of an idea of the cards that are relevant now, and somebody drops a deck on you that you've never seen in your life, it could be a little frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. But it you know, comes down to get good. But at the same time, yeah. like, I, I think that by and large, I th- think this is probably the best official way to play the game. I can, I can very much so see that. And um, I think that, again, as a refresher for a guy like me who, again, hasn't played Yu-Gi-Oh! in a while, but I did play Yu-Gi-Oh!, right? I think that with a little bit of cleaning up the, uh, not the tutorial. The tutorial is fine because that's very simple. It's like, here's how to summon a monster. Here's how to set a monster. Here's how to play a trap card. You know, like, that's very straightforward, right? The solo missions, I think, are the things that need to be cleaned up a little bit because it, it is going, yes, it is going to more advanced topics. But I think the more it allow, I think I think if it was like a more focused repetition thing, it'd be it'd be better off overall, in my opinion. Instead of having like one one time where it holds your hand and then it just lets the leash go, it's like okay, win this duel now. 
Uh, something a little bit more focused, I think we'd be better off for it. I wanna let's see the yeah like ranked free play yeah that's good you know it's like it's like okay free play you don't have any fear of losing anything right you just play you're testing your decks out in there right, yep. and free such. play is just about trying out your deck or playing like I said playing fun sort of decks that you wouldn't play on the ladder mm-hmm. so like for me that's where I play tunes that's where I play heroes that's where I play you know B troopers all these other random decks that I'd never play on the ladder but I I still have them because they're fun. And same thing with dual rooms, but I, you know, I haven't had the opportunity to play dual rooms yeah. a lot yet. I guess the things that uh, I think that it does well, like the free card system, right, or the or the the material system, right, is very very yeah. fast. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, Legends of Runeterra does the same thing, and they've been doing the same thing because Legends of Runeterra came out a couple years ago, right? So they, they do the same thing, which is like very, very easy to get materials and you don't have to you don't have to spend a single cent playing that game, which uh, I really, really like applauded Legends of Ruterra for doing, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's you know it's so Legends of Ruterra is for is from Riot, you know, League League of Legends, right? Owned by Tencent. And they love microtransactions. They love uh-huh. people spending money on their games, right? Because they're doing the you know, they're doing the free to play system, right? You can spend money in there to buy, you know, uh, you know, currency and such, right? But you get a good amount of materials just from playing the game and from breaking down your cards and gaining more stuff. Like it's, the system in Yu-Gi-Oh is very, very similar. So I don't know if maybe they took inspiration from the one in in Legend of Runeterra. I don't know if they've done it in previous games or not. Previous Yu-Gi-Oh games, I mean, sorry specifically. No, so it's funny. Um, well, I I think actually it's closest to Legacy of the Duelist, which is like a traditional single player-esque kind of think like a traditional Yu-Gi-Oh video game from like the past okay because Duel Links the other free-to-play game right mm-hmm. doesn't have any of this and it is the ultimate like pay to get anything kind of deck or kind of game for your deck okay. so I think this was a breath of fresh air and and when when it came out and it had the crafting system people were kind of looking at it and it's like you need to bring this to dueling because mm. This is the way to go, but I don't think they ever will because that's how Duel Links makes money to stay around. Is... Yeah, because they they got to make their money. They gotta, they yeah, gotta, they got to make the money. Yeah, get the money. It could have been from another another game within the Yu Gi Oh title, or the. I'm pretty sure. I don't really know for certain, yeah, but I think I mean, so. again, I, I get again. I, I I you could also I could I could also argue the fact that they might have seen. Uh, not the success of Legends of Runeterra because there is not as much of a player base playing that game. Unfortunately, uh, I think Legends of Terra is a very good game, but I think like the most like not- notable thing from that from that game is the fact for a lot of people anyway, for a lot of people within the within the uh, trading card game community, is the fact that you can play that game for free, just straight mm-hmm. up free, and because of the sh- the the sheer amount of like, I just want to build this card. Okay, here you go. You you can just do so. I, I you know I like I I I can't confirm it myself or not, but I I, I would like to think that they might have gotten the idea to do so, or at least gotten the inspiration to do so from from Legend of Runeterra, uh, Magic the Gathering as well. I think felt like it took a pretty hard turn around the same time as well. I want to say I, I again it's been a while since I played Arena at this point, but they also have the crafting system in play as well with a decent mm-hmm. amount of materials coming in, especially if you play the. Uh, like the solo missions, 
where you can just get a good amount of materials and cars and then just craft whatever specifically you need. But I think I remember correctly, it required more materials. Like in this game, I was a- I was able to like buy a bunch of like booster packs that I don't care about and just break them down for materials. You know, like mm-hmm. because of the just because of the sheer amount of of uh, gems that I had. Right. It, it, this game's throwing gems at you almost like a gotcha game. Right. Yeah, for real. Um, and it's like, okay, cool. Well, guess what? I don't play any other decks, so all I need is like the five thousand you've given me, and the extra two, two or three thousand you've given me from make from me doing the t- tutorial missions. Like I, I now have all of the ultra rare, super rare, you know, materials that I needed just from buying like three starter decks, or yeah, three of the pre made decks, and then buying like, I don't know, like tw- like ten or twenty packs extra, and just breaking down what I don't need. And just crafting specifically the cards that I do need, like it, it did, it did a very good job of like allowing me to do so with, without, oh yeah, um, having to spend any money. It just required me like, okay, how much do I need to throw away of the gems they've given me, to you know, to hopefully craft enough materials to so I can build what I do need. Mm-hmm. And, that uh, that that is one of the things that I really appreciated about this. I just wish I built a better deck first early on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I didn't build blue eyes first. I wish I just built dinos first or built thunder dragons first mm-hmm. and then maybe built blue eyes, I guess later. I don't really know. Yeah. But like, it's, a, it's a personal favorite of a deck, right? So, so you, you it want, is, you want it to is. have it. Like, you want to have it. Mm-hmm. But um, it sucks. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I want to say, I, like, that's the thing too, another thing for me too, is like, I don't have a, I don't have a strong attachment to Yu-Gi-Oh anymore. Right. Right. Um, like it was very much so like a, like a, a phase in my childhood that I don't really look back on too too much, but I would I would like to see if I can build relatively like usable like a, a decent deck around Dark Magician, which I'm sure there is a way to do so. Um, oh yeah, you totally can. I mean, everybody plays it. Everybody yeah. and their mother plays Dark Magician. Yeah, so you can totally do it. That, it's that, just that, number one, you're gonna run into so many people that have run into so many Dark Magician decks that you're gonna that they're gonna know the matchup, and it's gonna be difficult to get around them unless you're doing something different. So, which one of the ways people have been getting around that lately is playing Despia, which is one of the new powerful archetypes with Dark Magician, and you'll see that that's a strong sort of duo there but if you're just playing plain old dark magician like everybody and their mothers played against dark magician they're gonna know how to get around it and so you might find yourself in a difficult situation Mm -hmm. yeah like that's that's the only real like real uh card that i hold any i guess emotional attachment to from my childhood that's really about it you and everybody else that isn't a blue eyes or red eyes fan yeah so don't worry about it like you're not alone and I and you know I, I like some of the cheese decks right like getting the Exodia deck right uh, I, I don't oh know you that. like solitaire okay yeah yeah like, you know it's like I'll I'll just basically just deal with a bunch of punishment and just like it's not that I like enjoy that specific play style but I like winning in dumb ways occasionally not like an all the time thing right it's like a it's like it's like playing a mill deck in in uh, mm-hmm. Magic the Gathering where it's like oh just throw your cards into the graveyard right um and you make somebody draw draw themselves to death basically right 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 right. um it's like it's not fun for me to do that on a regular basis i feel like an asshole (laughs) but occasionally but but occasionally eh, not all the time but occasionally i feel like being a dick (laughs) right so i do Mm -hmm. preach um and i i guess the last thing that i uh i can i want to really um get my get my thoughts out on here specifically 
is I'm going to allude to something that I mentioned in our first episode of uh, of our podcast, which was uh, Slay the Spire, right? Where Go on. In, in, this, in Slay the Spire, it is incentivized for you to break the, break the game, right, to some extent, by building a deck that breaks the game and does so, right? Mm-hmm. And that's fine because you're playing against a CPU. In this game, you want to do the same thing, right? Because you're playing against another, per- but you're playing against another person. So they're actively trying to do the same thing to you, which doesn't feel good if you're on the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. So you know, again, you can attribute, <clears throat> you can toss, you can toss it up to like, well, then make sure your deck does it better and does it first. Yes, right, pretty much. That's true, absolutely. But it's you know, again, it's like it's that um it's it's that like is that uh, and uh, yeah the game's about winning that's the whole point right but uh-huh. it's, it's like there's just that that bit of me that is like that makes me bounce off of games especially like again early especially early on right especially in the low levels when i, I assume everyone else is trying to learn i i i feel like it's like it's um it's because everyone's trying just to win I feel like, again, this could also just be the way I learn games. It's like, I have no problem with losing. I have an issue with losing in a way that I can't stop, especially early on, because I don't actually get to learn the game. I get it. I dig it. Does that make sense? So without me just being like a, sounding like a baby? No, 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 no. no. Like, like, I think it makes I, sense. I, it's like, that... I understand that people are trying to win. Yes, they're, they're learning how to win, but they're not learning how to deal with a bad situation, in my opinion. And especially in a game, especially in a card game that can get very, very deep, right? I'm not, I'm not talking about just Yu-Gi-Oh, Master Guy, any card, any card game that have, requires any, you know, any little inkling of strategy, right? You have to learn how to be on the back foot as well, which I think that the, um, especially in the low ranks, people would just leave if you just, you know, you, you, you deal with one thing and they don't want to play anymore. So I, 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 that's like one of those things that I, I've really noticed, especially going back to playing like an online card game uh, for the first time in quite a while. And the, the first time in like two years or so, I, I've, I've been mm-hmm. off Magic the Gathering Arena and I've been off Legend of Ruterra. I dropped Hearthstone a while ago, like, I don't know, maybe like two, two years ago as well, three years ago, maybe. But yeah, like there's, there's, and, and this is also, again, this, this is because I'm in the learning phase. I'm new. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm essentially new with this game again. I, like, I don't know if that hurts the player base or helps the player base and the fact that a lot of people, I think a lot of people will try this game out and bounce off of it if they're not, like, if they don't have it in their mind, like, no, I want to learn Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Uh, right, I, I, I mean, I think, think about I think any any game. Away. Think about any competitive multiplayer game. I mean, people complain and cry about it all the time you know i mean there's no difference here between any of your favorite free-to-play battle royale shooters any of your you know mmos anything you know you're going to run into people that are going to get frustrated and quit and then you're going to find those that are going to want to get better and like i said i think the game's in a healthy spot i think this i think master duel has done its part to help a, a resurgence in the card game and oh, i, I yeah, think oh, yeah. the people I, that are going to stick around are uh are going to do so whether they lose or not and a lot of it too is like yeah one thing happens and they scoop right but 
if you know you're doomed anyway, why not just get on to your next game? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah, I think that whole like learning how to play a game out thing can absolutely benefit more in the later, in the higher levels, right? Where the game's never over until it's actually over. Right. And you'll actually know how to get out of those situations once you've played a little bit. Yeah. But there are always situations where if, oh, if this gets negated, I'm doomed. Yeah. And it gets negated and it's like, well, shit. All right. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of that. Again, that that's an issue with any again any card game not not just Yu-Gi-Oh right mm-hmm. but early on it's the it's it's the it's the the balance of frustration and uh progress basically again we we saw that the player base or the at least the following of this game is is constantly increasing which is you know good for the health of the game and especially as you said this resurgence of uh Yu-Gi-Oh uh, fandom and uh, people coming into the player base now which is good it's just that yeah it's exciting yeah, and it, it's, it's cool good, to it's see everything kind of work out and have this renaissance uh, i think especially for a lot of like the older players and like longtime players have really appreciated all the new blood and and people coming into the game so uh you know i'm 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 happy i'm having a good time and i hope you did and i hope anybody that wants to try this out does as well don't be scared i think of the the you know the daunting presence it's gonna suck at first but eventually you're gonna figure you're gonna know what things do when you see them and you're going to know what you have available to you in your tool belt to stop them uh so just stick with it like it's gonna you're gonna take your bumps at first but that's the way it is in any fight any game not just card games fighting games shooters etc just stick with it if you want to get better you will and eventually you'll you'll know what your cards do at some point where you can you can put up a fight for sure so uh final verdict from me i didn't hate it (laughs) well that's good i don't think this i don't think this is gonna be one of my regular games but i do think that i will be coming back to this every once in a while because i did enjoy enough of my time to like you know very lightly dip my toe back into Yu-Gi-Oh. I think we're also going to have some more fun too once we actually get to play each other and you can actually like understand what the hell's going on. And, and I think having someone else with you to go on that journey is going to make things a lot more fun than if you, like for me, just kind of going on it alone. But I enjoy it so much that I don't mind doing it all alone. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's because like Magic the Gathering is my game. You know what I mean? Like, right. I mm-hmm. click. I click way more personally with Magic the Gathering than I do with Yu-Gi-Oh. It's your fucking boomer. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old man and I have voltage. Uh, well, I, I, there's actually I have one last question then actually before after since I've given my ver- mm-hmm. given my verdict here. Yeah. Again, I, I like. I think the game's okay. I I don't. I didn't hate it. I I dare to say I had a decent. I had a, I had a good time with this game. Right. Um. It is just this is just not my tempo of card game personally. I still have, my preference is still to Yu Gi Oh and again as much of a meme it might be Legends of Runeterra. Is you mean Magic the Gathering, not Yu Gi Oh? <laughs> yeah. Over over Yu Gi Oh. Yeah. 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 My question is my last question, I guess, uh, specifically for you, is because I probably should brought this up earlier. Is there an is there like a uh, a boomer contingency in this game where there's like a, a boomer community in this game where it's like. Oh no! This game was better back when it was only this, and not too much stuff is happening. 
I would say that those people don't actively play. The, I don't think anybody actively playing is like, man, I really miss when it took me 30 minutes to play a game. Mm, okay. To yeah. play a single game because everything is just, I'm setting giant soldier of stone in defense mode and passing turn. I, I don't think anybody's clamoring for that. That's playing the game these days, but I, I think you'll get some people that were like, Oh, well, link monsters ruined it or, Oh, uh, pendulums ruined it mm. or xz's ruined it or but, synchro ruined it because uh but, actually yeah. I, have, I have one more question i have one more uh, thing to touch up on then i guess then because in magic the gathering there uh, there has been a very very large resurgence of uh players again because of a game type called commander i don't know mm -hmm. if you, i don't know if you, you you might have heard the name before you don't know specifically how the game plays or so i know a little bit about it just because some of the Yugi tubers I like have, have sort of gotten together with a magic tuber and they've been talking about sort of what they, they put a name to basically what I used to do with friends, right. Playing magic or what we used to do mm -hmm. where we played multi like multiple person games. Right. Yeah. So four player games or, or three player games or whatever. Right. I know commanders a little different than just, having a multi-person match right and you know I, I know that's like the highlander format right where it's there can only be one yeah uh so and i i it's funny because i thought initially with commander there would be like a large swath of the older player base who said who would be like oh no this game is dumb you know like this is a new mode or not new but like you know there's another mode that like because it's it's I I don't know if it, I I don't know the actual word I should probably look this up myself but it's it's a game mode that like you know requires more strategy and all this other stuff because you're only allowed to have one of each card right unless the card specifically says so. Um, in in commander, in commander you're talking in, in about commander, right yes. yeah where like you're supposed to have a hundred like a hundred card deck or so and like every card is different except for your energies or your lands right. But I but in uh magic the gathering I feel, I feel like a lot of the old community older not old not 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 like old as an age but i'm like a lot of the veterans of the community have had like a you know think that commander is giving like a breath of fresh air to the game because it allows for more strategy to to play out right in, in, in deck building and also because a lot of older cards become relevant again because of the because of the, the limitations placed upon commander decks so like I was I was wondering how the the community feels like uh the veterans of the community versus like the current players of the community. You know what I mean? That is something that's been brought up recently um at least as far as you know those Yugi tubers interacting with the Magic tuber is that Yu-Gi-Oh only has one format, right? You you only have current. Yeah. You know, you you have the current, but you can take all the cards. You can take a card from Legends of the Blue Eyes White Dragon, the very first pack and play them today mm, there's okay. no other types of format though and i think maybe there should be maybe there should be just like a legacy format maybe maybe there should be a and i mean people people can do it right you could just say oh well this is a highlander tournament this is a tag tournament right but there's yeah. no official rules for that unfortunately okay and maybe there should be just to kind of keep things fresh and keep things different and and you know there are people that main commander right in magic there yeah, are people yeah. that main legacy in magic 
and maybe you'll see that more and maybe that that's the key to bring yeah, bringing some older think, players I back think, i think it's extended now i don't think they use the term legacy anymore i i didn't know yeah, yeah okay they, so they, were, they were they were different they were different formats before and i think now i think legacy's gone i think now it's just extended because it's just it's just like they covered a very large swath of the cards anyway there's no point in having the community split up even more right right um, right but yeah like there are people who play extended like that basically at this point and I think there should be more. I think I think that's fun. I think it's fun to go back kind of and maybe for once in a while, right, go back and play an older, slower or, you know, play. Oh, remember this broken strategy? Oh, well, I you know, you can use that. You can actually use Pot of Greed, right? Like yeah, you can use yeah. some of these old broken cards again. And I don't know. I, I think it'd be funny. Yeah. And I think it'd be a good idea to possibly bring it because it could help bring in like a veteran community back. Like, like, you know, like the ones who have moved away from the game kind of bring back, bring people back in, you know, like, like Yu-Gi-Oh is not going anywhere. It's still, it's still a, right. a, a, mm-hmm. an insanely, insanely popular card game. Right. Um, I, I like, it's just one of those things where I, I think about like the overall health and like, uh, of the, uh, player base you know like i i don't want i don't want card games to go away absolutely not right right mm-hmm. so i, I, I sure. just think like you know how like how would it be to you know possibly in uh if not inject new players in but at least like bring new bring older players who haven't played in a while back into the fold but yeah so that's just, no i got you that's that, that was my question on it and thanks for your thanks for answering that i was curious about the player what the, mm-hmm. what the scene is like nowadays um but yeah i think that's all i got yeah, I think that's all I've got too. We went we went pretty long here. So yeah, if you've made it this far, thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you leave a like, comment, subscribe, five stars, all of that jazz on on your favorite platform of choice. And uh, that's all I've got. Lacan, anything else on your end? Uh, I think that's all. Um, uh, I guess we should also remind again reminder that we do have a YouTube channel. We're going to be having content coming up on there relatively soon. Oh uh, yeah, you'll see that have, all coming out soon. We have uh, a Twitter and an Instagram page going up uh, as well. So we'll be posting maybe some pictures and snippets of stuff that we've done ourselves, maybe off off recording and stuff like that. Just, you know, more content out there and a way for you guys to connect with us as well. Okay. Sounds I think that's good. All, that's all for today then. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. And take care. Bye-bye. We'll see you soon. Bye now. My forearm muscle is like, please stop playing for like a uh-huh. day. And I'm like, no, I can't. Because Apex is one of those shooters where like, if I don't play it for like two days, Everything's gone. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Apex is that. Okay. That's I don't appreciate you uh, insinuating that I'm jacking off. <laughs> because I am. But that's not the reason for my forearm hurting.